we celebrate the memorial of the Immaculate Heart of the Blessed Virgin Mary. The first reading is taken from Isaiah chapter 61 verses 9 to 11. The responsorial canticle is from 1 Samuel chapter 2 and the gospel from Luke chapter 2 verse 41 to 51. Yesterday we celebrated the solemnity of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Today it's the memorial of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, a far more recent feast in the Church. In fact, it was established by Pope Pius XII in 1944 after he had consecrated the world to the Immaculate Heart in the midst of the Second World War. Our readings today tell us what we are celebrating. In the Gospel, Mary pondered in her heart all that she had heard from her son and all that she had witnessed. This was something she did not only at the finding in the temple, but throughout his life, death, and resurrection. Mary was the first and greatest contemplative in the church, and she is a model for us all in this regard. We would do well to imitate her openness in pondering the mysteries of Christ through which our hearts can't help but be purified and grow in love. The second aspect of this memorial concerns Simeon's prophecy in Luke chapter 2, verse 35, that a sword would pierce Our Lady's heart. Her pure, immaculate love would be sacrificial as she participates in the suffering of her son. Being familiar with the Old Testament prophecies of the suffering servant, especially in Isaiah chapter 53, Mary throughout Jesus' life would know at some level that her son was to experience rejection and misunderstanding, being a man of sorrows. Nevertheless, at the wedding feast at Cana, Mary prompts Jesus to begin his ministry when she brings to his attention that the wine had run out. Jesus' reply, Woman, what is that between you and me? brings to bear the great proto-evangelism of Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, involving the seed of the woman crushing the head of the serpent. The enmity between the woman and the serpent comes to fruition at the Annunciation, where the new Eve and her yes reverses the no of our first parents. Now at Cana, the new Eve and the new Adam begin the new creation. Mary directs the servants and us, do whatever he tells you. At the cross, once again, Jesus calls Mary woman and makes her the mother of the church. She witnesses his blood poured out as he cries, My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Mary is the woman of sorrows, suffering with her son for the salvation of the world. As the soldier's spear opened up the sacred heart of Jesus, a sword pierces Mary's immaculate heart. Now, in heaven, Mary continues to intercede for us, who struggle to follow her son as faithful disciples and take up our cross. Since Mary was conceived immaculate and lived a life full of grace and free from sin, at the end of her life, corruption had no hold on her. Assumed body and soul into heaven as queen of the angels, Mary's heart is now not only immaculate, but glorified. As well, her intercession for us in heaven is unparalleled in potency, since the letter of James chapter 5, verse 16 tells us that the prayers of a righteous person are powerful in their effects. That is why, this memorial is such a joyous celebration. Finally, Mary, acknowledging in humility that all is a gift from God, shows us the way of giving thanks and praise, not just privately, 
but publicly, as she says in her great Magnificat, My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on his lowly servant. Mary's praise follows the many Old Testament saints who in the midst of their trials nevertheless offered worship to God. In today's song, from 1 Samuel chapter 2, Hannah, who was barren, and while weeping bitterly in prayer, had been criticized by the priest Eli, thinking she was intoxicated. Yet she perseveres in her prayer, and bursts out in praise, as the Lord hears her prayer and opens her womb. In the book of Tobit, chapter 12, praise is what the angel Raphael urges Tobit and Tobiah to offer to God, quote, Thank God, give him the praise and the glory. Before all the living, acknowledge the many good things he has done for you by blessing and extolling his name in song. Finally, we have a wonderful example in today's first reading from Isaiah chapter 61, verses 9 to 11, quote, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My whole being shall exult in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness as a bridegroom with a garland, and as the bride adorns herself with her jewels. All of this prefigures Mary's great Magnificat, and encourages us also to engage in the same praise as God has favored us with his blessing. In these challenging times of unrest in the world, we find shelter in these two great celebrations, the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary.